Bible podcast. They'll share their points of view. And in this one, Josh's new girlfriend, Mike, a drug dealer ex. She's not really calm. That's ludicrous Bex and Valencia need to snap out of it. Also, Paula screws up now onto your favorite podcast where we bring all of our heartaches for you. That is right. We are here. We are back talking through Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We are on to season two, episode seven of the show, which is incredibly exciting here as we continue our way towards the end of season two. I'm Adam H. here with you week after week on this journey. And with me, two of my very good friends. Todd, what what are you reading there? Are Are those your sexy vampire books? But I got a, but I got a, but I got a, oh, sorry, sorry. I was like vocalizing, gay, warming myself up. I, uh, no, this is very exciting legal stuff. Oh, I want to tell you all legal. about it. Uh, not even a little bit, but uh, I will bring in someone who knows exactly the difference between the 21st and the 18th Amendment and how they go together perfectly. Lindy, how are you? Hi, uh, to be clear, I don't know that, so I'm going to have to like just back away from this podcast and uh, not participate anymore. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we're not lawyers here on this show. Uh, maybe we'll have a lawyer on someday, but we are certainly not lawyers <laughs> here, and we know very little about the law uh, other than the one college uh, law class that I took uh, back in my freshman year, business law. Um I, t- I learned essentially nothing, um, but that's okay. <laughs> it was it was still very fun. It was a very easy class to take. You know, if you're looking for an easy A, I would certainly recommend it. Anywho, Whoa. we're okay. here to talk through <laughs> Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Season 2, uh, Episode 7. Uh, I'll just say, like, right off the bat, this is certainly not one of my favorite episodes of the season. There's some okay songs. There's some okay moments. Um, I think I'm going to come down pretty hard on a lot of what's happening here, but... Other than that, I'm excited to get into it. And I think that it's time that we get into uh, Season 2, Episode 7 of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Lindy, take it away. All right. This one is called, Who's the Cool Girl Josh is Dating? And we start off with uh, Paula. She's at her desk. She's throwing away some of her desk decorations. You know, her desk has always been, like, really overly decorated you know there's pink stuff there's paula and just cute stuff and she you know calls it tacky and is throwing it out and she's replacing it with all this you know super serious law related stuff and that's when daryl comes in and well first of all he does not know george's name which is so poor george so upsetting like Daryl like runs this place and he doesn't know George's name. Terrible. And um Daryl asks Paula all about, you know, her fun desk stuff, and she says that she's throwing it out because she's rebranding. And I thought this was really interesting because I was like, Rebecca just tried to rebrand herself, you know, a few episodes ago 
with the whole Miss Douche thing, you know, and and the makeover, the makey makeover. Oh, and here's gosh. Paula doing the same thing. Uh, thankfully, Paula is doing it in a different way that we don't get a prize of makey makeover because uh, that was just a brutal song. Um, yeah, I didn't mind this from Paula here. I kind of like that her her tone is certainly shifting. We, you know, we've been seeing that over the course of this season. Um, you know, a lot of complaints with like the Hurt and Rebecca stuff, but I think the professional stuff from Paula going from doing some incredibly questionable things throughout the first season and even into the second season towards, you know, kind of being on the straight and narrow here, getting her getting her life together. Um, I like the rebrand. I also have like a much more professional-esque desk, I guess. I don't have like a lot of, you know, frilly or uh, any other like desk decorations or anything along those lines. I have like one plant that I can barely keep alive. Um, and other than that, <laughs> it's like very boring. Oh, uh, <laughs> I love frilly desk decorations. Okay. My, my boss has referred to my desk as a sensory overload zone. <laughs> there are just like comic book posters and Funko Pops and just like all sorts of movie posters, all sorts of wild stuff. Uh, I think I might, uh, we might uh, share some pictures on our, our Twitter possibly. To share. You're going to have to show you know, some picture. I also want to hear uh, Funko. I feel like I keep hearing Funko Pops everywhere and I still have no idea what they are. Are they just like big bobbleheads? Don't know what they are. I have no idea what they are. I've never like seen one. Thing. Like, <laughs> I like the, <laughs> the first time I, saw, I was doing like a gift exchange or whatever, and one of the questions was literally like, "Are you interested in a Funko Pop?" And I was like, "What is a?" I just put no. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. What's a Funko Pop, Todd? Yeah, so Funko is the company, and Pop is a particular a uh, style of like figurine figure that they they make and they are some of them are bobbleheads they're not all bobbleheads but they okay. are kind of like exaggerated like larger heads they're like their eyes are usually like big no pupils i know that uh, a friend of ours in the discord jank i think, believe has like famously said that they are their soulless eyes uh, uh disturb him uh i oh. i like a very specific uh, style of funko like use like more superhero stuff the ones where the the uh the soulless eyes don't really stand out as much because they're wearing masks or goggles or things like that. I don't know, but I, I think they're uh, kind of cute, some of them. So, yeah. And okay. I started collecting them a few years ago. So, yeah. Like a, like a figurine, like an action figure. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. What's like your what's your favorite one that you have? Oh, man. There's so many good ones. I, I recently got a, a Baby Yoda one, okay. which is uh, very nice. I, I also have one of those. Yay. Oh, my goodness. I also have a... a, a from WandaVision, I have Vision of Wanda in their Halloween costumes from the Halloween episode of WandaVision. And those don't have a bit work yet. Those I just have at my apartment uh, because I'm running out of room at my desk and I need to rearrange things. I also have a, I have a Weird Al Yankovic pop as well. So, yeah. Can we get Funko Pops of uh, CHG characters? Is that a thing? Uh, it's it's very possible. I mean, they have uh, Funko Pops of all sorts of like, they have The Office, of course. They have uh, Twin Peaks. They have a wide variety of TV shows uh, out there. I don't think there are any 6G ones yet, but uh, they have, like, in recent, like, years, I know they've, they've released some Funko uh, runs. Like, wow, that show is getting some pops? Interesting. So it's a, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Not to derail us further, would Rebecca be, like, your choice of Funko Pop? Not even remotely. Not uh, even remotely. <laughs> I would go certainly I, Heather and Maya, I think, is where I would be. Yeah, Maybe I mean... Y Joe? Yeah, Heather and Y Joe would probably be like top top of my list and one step 
Funko Pops. That's so interesting. I would get a Rebecca one. A quick Google search indicates that there aren't any official Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Funko Pops, but I would go for Rebecca. I mean, I've got like a Buffy one, Rory Gilmore, you know. I also have Baby Yoda, though, so. Well, this has been the Funko Minute. I don't even know where we were. Okay. Are we uh, talking about the desk? The are we desk. saying maybe I should get one for my desk? Should I spruce up my desk yeah, a little bit? Not? It's very yeah. boring. I will say it's very boring. But just pick a, a character you like. And... There are there are definitely Doctor Who Funko Pops out oh, there. Oh, like a River Song Funko Pop? I, I would certainly yeah. be convinced. I mean, if there's if there's one show that has a fan base a uh, large enough to justify Funko Pops, I would say that Doctor Who is definitely one of them. It wouldn't surprise me if there's some sort of because they're like Dean. I also have a. a one of the things I uh, got not too long ago, I have a a Mind Flayer Funko Pop. Oh, actually, a little D and D Mind Flayer Funko Pop, and a Beholder of Funko Pops. There's D and D ones. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a League of Legends one. I think there's probably some stuff out there that might a uh, fit your interests. That'd be very cool. All right. Well, <laughs> now that we're you know one minute into the episode. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Rebecca walks in and she says good morning to everyone except for Paula and notably Rebecca also does not know George's name it's so sad uh, and you know she Daryl is saying to Paula you know one of you should apologize like your best friends you know one, one of you should apologize. This is a running theme in this episode. Like, other people are telling Paula and Rebecca that they should make up because they're friends. And everyone wants them to be friends again, but they're a bit stubborn right now. And uh, so Rebecca comes up to Paula and says, like, I know that you want me to apologize, but, you know, this time... This time you owe me an apology, which is so funny because it's like all oh, those other times. Yeah, I owed you an apology, but this time I think you owe me one. And you know, Paula says, you know, I've got a big paper due next week. I got to go. And Rebecca says, you know, we have to find a way to make this better. And Paula says, I know. I just don't know how. And Rebecca is just being so childish throughout the majority of this sequence. Like, just like over the top, just like, oh, what horrible, selfish monsters hogging all the pink highlighters. Oh, look, it's Paula, that type of thing. Like, referring to, like, starting to talk to George, pretending that he's her best friend, even though she doesn't know his name and doesn't pay attention to a single thing he's saying about how, I think his mom's in the hospital. Like, she, they found a lump or something like all this stuff and Rebecca's just ignoring him trying to make Paula jealous and just Rebecca is so over the top in this and at the very end you know a little bit of like the actual pain that she's feeling comes through a little bit it's like oh, we've got to make this better but up to that point she's just being so over the top childish she's like oh Rebecca scale it back that ending even like annoyed me too to an extent of just like her her like nagging of like but Paula we have to make it back it was just like the whole front end of the conversation was you being really frustrated at Paula and like now you're gonna lay on this like faux charm guilt look here like uh, ugh, come on Rebecca just apologize but she won't apologize yet. And we see Paula. She's at her house. She's studying. She has been super busy with law school lately. And Scott comes in and he's talking about how, 
you know, he needs to get his barbershop quartet outfit dry clean because, you know, at his office party on Friday, he and his quartet are going to have a performance for everyone. And he's pretty nervous about singing in front of all of his coworkers. Um, but he's excited. And Paula is sitting there and she's reading a book about a Supreme Court case and she's really interested in it and fascinated by it and tries to explain it to Scott but he's obviously lost just as I'm sure three of us were because famously we know nothing about the law <laughs> uh well we hypothetically would have been lost but I did go on a little bit of a deep dive in this court case no way I did oh it was okay it's actually like semi-interesting they explained it very well in the show yeah like, yeah I thought uh, it was you know pretty interesting what you know idea. what was actually happening and how like the supreme court was able to you know use discrimination as this reason of like hey you can't like do this this is discrimination uh which is very cool that all being said Paula's like very excited and like giddy about a supreme court case from a long time ago this is not the only time this episode where this happens but never in my life have i ever seen a lawyer so excited about law like it's just <laughs> never been a thing that happens uh i don't know uh she's like very passionate about it which is which is cool but um I also love this scene for Scott. He's so excited about his barbershop. He's like getting his little suit ready. He's like, I, lo I, I love it. I'm a big barbershop guy. And also at the end of the scene is when Scott, the second person in this episode already, Scott is telling Paula, you know, call Rebecca, work it out. And Paula's like, she started it. She's such a baby. <laughs> but the way she's saying it is like super whiny. So it's like, Portraying this as they're both being a bit childish. Yeah. Is this the part uh, where he's like, you should call her that she should call me. She has my number. Or is that later? Cause I know like the, the opposite end comes from Rebecca later on. So it's like them, like definitely them echoing each other, mirroring each other. Like they're both in like the exact same space in regards to each other. Oh no, she has my number. She can be the one that reaches out. Yeah, for sure. So then we see Josh for the first time in this episode. He's at some sort of cool coffee shop. It's not a place we've seen before. And that's when Anna walks in, his girlfriend. We did see her a few episodes ago. We already knew who she was, but here she is again. And, you know, Josh is trying to, they go up to order. And Josh is trying to order just coffee, just a regular coffee. But that is not a thing here. <laughs> he is really struggling with figuring out how to order something off the menu. Uh, there's so many choices. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And then when he finally, you know, gets his order in, the guy starts just picking up coffee beans one by one. Did you see that? <laughs> Ichabod was kind of a tool. <laughs> it's so annoying. Like, I, at any given coffee shop, I firmly believe that if anyone goes up to the counter and just is like, I'll just take coffee, just pour him a cup of coffee. Any cup will be fine. They won't care. They won't notice the difference. Just pour him a cup. You don't need to like be all hoity-toity about it. Be better, Ichabod. <laughs> Was that his name? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's at least how that's like, uh, that's how uh, Anna addressed him. Because Anna's a regular here. So she, you know, walked up the usual Ichabod. Gotcha. I did not write down his name. But yeah, even when the scene first starts and you see Josh in there, you're kind of like... Why is Josh here? Like, it just seems like 
not the place you would expect. And then it makes a lot of sense because Anna is saying that she, like she comes here with famous people because, you know, she tweezes their eyebrows at her salon. That seems to be her entire business is just tweezing people's eyebrows and famous people at that. I was going to ask about this at some point. I'm I'm the wrong audience or person to ask because I certainly have never like had my eyebrows tr- trimmed or or tweezed. Um I'm am I I don't I, am I alone on this if either of you uh had this service performed for you? I have not. Okay, Todd's never had his eyebrows trimmed or tweezed. Uh Lindy. I I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to, but I have not. I mean, I, I Okay. Don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, neither of us have. So, <laughs> who are we? To... Okay, so none of us really have any. We should have had like an eyebrow expert on here. Um, none of us have even have had our eyebrows. <laughs> Not professionally, like. <laughs> what do you like? Do it in a back alley? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> oh what does "not professionally" mean? You didn't. That's pay? what you asked. You asked, like, oh my god. Okay. Oh, okay. So tell us the context, Lindy. What are we missing here? What's the what's the story? I don't want to talk about eyebrows anymore. I'm over it. <laughs> like a like a grease esque in the bathroom. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> oh my god! Oh, I didn't think I'd be talking about grease today. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you're not going to tell us the story now. And there's okay. no story. What are you saying? You <laughs> so were like, you... have you ever been serviced in this way? And we were just so like, you've never no, like had your eyebrows for... done. No, not. Yeah. <laughs> Can you see my confusion now? <laughs> <laughs> Can we start the podcast over again? <laughs> not this again. already our second I You weren't honest. supposed to say that. I didn't know. <laughs> How could we not say that? I just <laughs> we like... made it so far without them knowing. Oh, man. It's fine. We're it's professionals. Fine. We don't... <laughs> Cut that out. But I know yeah. you won't. I certainly won't. Yeah, just like how we've never had our eyebrows cut out. Exactly. Well, okay, here's the thing. We're not alone because Josh also did not know anything about eyebrows. He didn't know it was a big deal before he met Anna. And then she's like, you know, that's what I love about you. And Josh says, you love me? Oh, my gosh. The Rebecca energy here. I was like, Josh. Yeah, I was like, that was like out of the blue. Because I mean, yeah, we know Josh is a girlfriend guy, but holy crap, to go to the full Rebecca, you love me is like, wow, that's a he's getting pretty serious about her pretty fast. And Anna says that he is refreshing, and then he pulls out this present that he got her. I don't, is Josh like a present giving guy pretty often? Did we ever see that with Valencia and Rebecca much? No, not that I can recall. Not a single time, actually. Yeah, so I guess this relationship is going a lot differently for him. So he got Anna a present. It's a cat collar for her cat. And her cat's name is Gravy. And I personally, I don't have a cat. So I'm just wondering, like, what are your thoughts on the name Gravy for a cat? Todd's the cat guy. I have to, I have to defer to Todd. Yeah, um, I think it's fine. I've never been a big a, a food stuff as name for pets person myself, so I probably wouldn't name my cat Gravy. But I think in terms of like a, a pet name, Gravy isn't a bad name. I'm trying to think of like other food names that are used for pets, uh, 
like, hmm. uh, like you know, biscuits, waffles. Um, we we love a pet waffle. Let's... What about pancake, Adam? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> we do not love a pet pancake. Um, okay, call me crazy. Here we are into this episode. I I liked Josh in this scene. I mean, he like goes to the coffee place. He's ordering. He's like trying his best. He's like having a good conversation with. He, when they bring out the coffee, he's like, "Whoa, look at the foam work or whatever." Uh, he didn't get the joke, but he like laughed along, and then he gives Anna like an objectively like sweet and thoughtful gift. Where is this Josh pa- Jan Ben for two seasons and six up? Ep- like, where has he been? So, like, I actually agree with you. I think this is a great scene for Josh, and we didn't even get to the best part, which is when he says, "I've never loved a cat before. Seriously, I've always thought they were haunted." Amazing line! <laughs> I love it so much. Holy uh, cow! Uh, yeah. Wow. So I think I think where this. Josh Chan is being one thing we have to keep in mind is like he and Valencia, like we we see him and Valencia towards really the declining end of their very long standing and should have ended ages ago romance. So I think like it's hard to see what he was like in the beginning of a relationship. Like maybe never he and Valencia first started dating. Maybe this is what he was doing. Maybe he was giving Valencia sweet gifts. Maybe he was like super interested and super sweet to Valencia back in high school and maybe the same thing whenever he first started dating Rebecca, whenever they were at camp or whatever. Uh, but we've mainly seen him like with Valencia, whenever they've been dating forever, she's starting to get frustrated with him. And then he's having things for Rebecca and then his rebound with Rebecca, uh, not to justify anything that he did in those situations. Cause again, he should have broken up with Valencia long ago. He should not gotten into not even really a relationship with Rebecca. It's like a weird thing. But uh, I think we are seeing him like at the beginning of a what he sees as a real relationship for the first time. And so we're seeing a side of Josh that we haven't really had a chance to see before. But yeah, I agree. In this scene, a, a Josh comes across a uh, really likable and a, uh, you know, a, yeah, I could make fun of him for not getting the joke. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to, even though I, I, cause I thought it was funny him doing the obviously fake laugh. Yeah, so, ha, 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 you know, obviously I have no idea what's going on, but I'm going to laugh anyway because you guys are laughing. Thing I thought was pretty funny. I yeah, love how he was justifying it, like, oh, I just didn't hear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't have to say that, I just laughed. <laughs> but, but yeah, the, the, I always thought cats were haunted line, just like, like out of the blue, just cracked me up. They might be haunted, to be honest with you. Uh, it's certain. It's certainly possible. The only thing I have to call attention to here is Anna's coffee order. Uh, her usual is a semi petite latte with organic coconut milk. Perfectly normal. Uh, I think like good order. I'm like a vanilla latte guy. That's my go-to. Usually iced if I can. I don't know if you guys have like go-to coffee orders. Uh, but I I liked Anna's coffee order, and subsequently, I like Anna. I, I liked them both in this scene. I liked, I don't know. I really enjoyed them both. Maybe I'm alone here, but I uh, I liked both of them. Well, first of all, if you think I'm going to tell you my coffee order and open myself up to your judgment, <laughs> you're wrong. Wow. Here I was. I exposed my order first, <laughs> trying to set the tone. Lindy comes in here already defensive. Uh, Can you blame me? <laughs> you could. Uh, 
Wow. Okay. Well. However, <laughs> I'll say I agree with you. I think Josh is likable in this scene. I think I don't. I don't have like a strong feeling towards Anna. I. I don't like love her or hate her or anything. I just think she's you know not that remarkable in this particular scene. I think. Yeah, and I'm kind of with Lindy on it. Like, I don't dislike her, but I don't really like her all that much. There's a couple of things there. I'm just like. Uh, I was trying to trying to decide the show was trying to set or like like her name dropping all the people and then ending with like the the last one was a name dropper that was a little uh and her oh that's what I like about you 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 don't know these things I think like there's a couple of things that that could have like veered towards a little bit of like a negative image of her being this kind of self involved type thing uh I don't think they went there fully but a uh, yeah I I'm more ambivalent towards her than anything else at this point. I will say the one other thing that I liked when Ichabod was like, you know, totally chastising Josh for his for his coffee ordering and like that whole portion of that. And it wasn't like also judging him or like hopping on in that instance, which I thought was like a trope that I was sort of expecting them to like portray Anna's character in that way of like being just as hoity toity goes to the coffee shops with the rich and famous, whatever. But she wasn't. And I, I actually liked that choice. I think it made her much more likable. Oh yeah, you know, I would have hated her instantly if yeah, that happened. Yeah, because that like, would have sucked. My, yeah. That's one of my least favorite tropes. <laughs> Whenever like the someone's being rude to your partner and you like join in with them mm-hmm. and treat them like, oh uh, yeah, no, that would have been. Wait, awful. so you wouldn't have liked her if she was rude to Josh? <laughs> yes. In this particular circumstance, yes. Say the people who are rude to Josh all the time, but I get what you're saying. Whoa, I'm not <laughs> dating Josh. <laughs> if I was dating Josh, this would be a whole different story. Agreed. Todd, do you have a coffee order? Lindy was too scared. You're not. Are you? Co- I don't think you're a coffee guy. I'm not a coffee drinker. Yeah. Okay. No. Thought so. Now, not to not to bring up the whole like I have text message receipts again, but. I will say, I did tell Adam my coffee order one time, and he was like, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, now I have to... Oh. That's why I didn't want to do it. <laughs> but, like, I've already, the reaction is already there. Like, it, you've, you've already revealed the reaction. But you, you just... don't remember what it was. You don't have the text anymore, because it was more than a month ago. And I'm not going to tell our audience... <laughs> So you okay? So you, what you're really worried about here is the audience agreeing with me is what I'm hearing, and I have to tell you, Lindy, that's not. You shouldn't be worried about that. There's, <laughs> there's nothing to fear there. If, if our Twitter account today is any indication, you have nothing to fear. There's in that nothing yet. to fear on that front. I can assure you. I'm gonna have to start saving all my texts. Oh my god! You really do. There's a treasure trove. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so the next scene we have is Heather, uh, Rebecca, and Valencia all hanging out at Rebecca and Heather's place, and they're at the, like this kitchen table, and they're each using their own computer, but they can't like see the other people's computer screens. And this is when, for the third time this episode, he- someone says, "This time it's Heather." She tells Rebecca to call Paula and work it out, and it's just like over and over again. Every single person in their lives is like hey, you should call them and make up. And I think this is when Rebecca says the same thing Paula did. Like, she has my number. She can call me. And Rebecca says, basically, like, forget Paula. Like, we're not. I'm not talking about that right now. And that's when Heather tells us that uh, she is currently doing a Miss Douche AMA. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, I am glad that they are referencing the Miss Douche thing that didn't just like fall off the face of the earth. I don't think it gets brought up a whole heck of a lot moving forward, but I do appreciate that they do occasionally like drop a little reference like, oh yeah, Heather did do this thing and this is how she's able to afford all this stuff. But I do have to wonder just how much action the Miss Douche AMA is getting. It sounded like it sounded like she was pretty busy on there answering some questions. Yep, apparently the rebranding has worked. I wonder how much of the rebranding for Miss Douche worked just because of the rebranding, how much is just the power of Heather? Because I can see the power of Heather being a, a powerful thing to get people to follow the brand. I agree. Unfortunately, we don't really get anything else from that this episode. Like we don't hear any follow-up about the AMA or anything because this episode is pretty heavily focused on this next part that we're getting to. As she is currently Googling Josh Chan Instagram. <laughs> and Valencia is doing the exact same thing. Yeah, it, it's a great little sequence because like Josh's name gets brought up and they both instantly like, oh, yeah, well, it's a good thing I don't follow him anymore. Yeah, like, I'm friend his Facebook and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, you've stopped following him on social media. You really showed him. But as they're doing that, then both Rebecca and Valencia start searching and they're both acting like they're doing other things. And they, this whole sequence kind of cracks me up because they're both like making up lies. Like Rebecca says that she's looking up, a, she's doing a quiz to let her, you know, what hair, what Tom Hanks movie her hairstyle is today. And Valencia is like, so she's looking at pimple popper video. She's like, ah, no, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> whoa, what are you against pimple popping videos? Ah, no, thank you. No, wow, thank you. okay, those are the ones <laughs> where they like take the tweezers and the ears to get the earwax in there. Oh, I love both of them so much. It's so satisfying to see those. Yeah. Clearly, you both absolutely hate them. I didn't say I anything. I, I'm more in the middle. Like, Todd's reaction right now is the reaction I had last week to Trent, you know, cutting <laughs> himself shaving back, yeah. and having to see that. Mm -hmm. I think that's Todd's reaction to the pimple popper. Pretty much, yeah. Hmm. And apparently is also my reaction to Lindy's coffee order, but... Uh, <laughs> which I'll, I'll never tell you Which again. we'll I'm never sorry. find out, yeah. Um, yeah, they're both being so weird. So weird that Heather's like, are you both high right now? Like, <laughs> she's just sitting in the middle of them like, what is happening? And, you know, they both see on his Instagram, you know, the picture of his coffee, you know, the coffee shop's Instagram. And, you know, they're both looking into it on Instagram. And at the same time, they both realize that he has a girlfriend now because there's a picture of him and Anna kissing. And, you know, they both gather at the same computer then to look at to look at her. They find out her name. And, you know, Heather is saying, like, you may never come back from this rabbit hole, but they are obviously not listening to her whatsoever. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I love in the sequence, like whenever they're like pretending not that they're doing something else. They do these this weird, weird association stuff. Or like Rebecca's like a Jenga, Jumanji, Robin Williams. And then Flint's like, yeah, Williams, Willie, Willy Wonka, I want candy. It's like they're both like, they're both like, what you looking there, girlfriend? It's just like these really bizarre like cadences and tone of voice. It's like really out there. But I just 
I love the Lindsay getting sucked into Rebecca's weirdness. I love that they have like kind of like started to adopt each other's mannerisms to a certain degree, even though they're still very different people. The whole sequence of them doing this weird stuff, Coolio. <laughs> oh yeah, Coolio and, and Heather. I knew you guys didn't really miss Coolio. That whole the whole thing. Uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite sequences in the episode, this whole thing. Yeah, and as they're looking into Anna, Valencia kind of recognizes her. Seems like she knows about her because of her salon, doing eyebrows for celebrities. She says there's like a three-month wait. And then she says, Mary-Kate Olsen had to pretend to be Elizabeth Olsen to get in. <laughs> that was a very good line. I thought it's that was so line. funny. Really it's a great line. And, you know, Rebecca and Valencia want to look at more pictures of Anna. Heather's trying to discourage them, but obviously it's not going to work because we go right into our first song of the episode, which is called Research Me Obsessively. Todd, what do you think of this song? Uh, It's okay. It's uh, not one of my favorites. I don't know. It's it's not that clever for me, I don't think there's that many really funny lines or a couple of funny lines. There aren't a whole lot of funny lines. And even though she is a fabulous singer, just the musically, it just, uh, it's just kind of there. It's just like, yeah, really is a, it's a bit of a miss for me. Uh, I think I'm probably a little bit higher on it than you are. I think that like Brittany so does as good as she possibly can with what she's given here. Um, I, there were a few parts of it that I actually did enjoy when they were like going into, you know, go find what high school I'm from and then creating a like they were like went through the whole like shtick and whole process of like how to, you know, infiltrate whatever her, her social media. Um, it certainly is like not my favorite song by any means. It's not like incredibly clever or witty, but um, I, I didn't dislike it. This is so interesting because I absolutely love this song. Like, I think it is so funny. And I think it's because I think the songs I've listened to the most are from season two because my friend bought me the season two soundtrack like years ago. And so I think that's the season I've listened to the most. So I just heard this one a lot and came to really grow to absolutely love it. I think it's so funny, especially what Adam was saying, like, you know, find a fake Instagram a fake Instagram account and like look up her high school, find the name of someone who went to her high school and hope she remembers that person a little bit. And then she's like, it's not stalking because the information is all technically public. And then like all the thing about looking at, you know, her past relationships deduce who broke up with who based on the hesitation in their smiles. And then I, I just love like it. The- I like <laughs> the hesitation, their smiles line, That that's a good line, but. And I do really like the end when it's like, oops, it's three days later. <laughs> like, I think it just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my gosh, she really is totally obsessing about this. I think it's really funny. I love this one. I get why you're more lukewarm on it, but I absolutely love it. All right. So <laughs> then we go back to uh, Heather or Rebecca and Valencia. And Heather walks in back into the kitchen. They're still sitting at the table. But the song was very literal because Heather comes back and she's like, you've been sitting here for three days. Like, do we really think that's literal? Like, they were literally sitting there for three days and didn't do anything else? I hope not. But uh, at this point, who knows with Rebecca? And we've seen Valencia has spiraled a bit over Josh in the past. So it's 
not very likely, but I guess possible that they haven't done anything else. But I guess the thing I didn't notice that I should pay attention to is were they wearing the same clothes as before the song started? That I think it would be the big clue. They're just sitting in the exact same outfits. They uh, probably haven't done anything else. I was annoyed that they were still on one computer together. If it's over the course of three days, lighten the workload. Each of you take a computer and like, you know, split up the work. You don't all do one thing together. Come on. I think Valencia has to rely on Rebecca's superior stalker skills. I think Rebecca just has a lot more experience this sort of thing. And so Valencia is just d- doing the, the smart thing. And then the expert take the wheel and she's learning <laughs> at, uh, you know, Re- Rebecca's feet. And uh, so she too can become a, uh, a wonderful cyber stalker in her future. This is going to sound like a very weird question that I certainly imagine that both of you expected to be asked by me this episode. Um, have you ever like done something close to this of like the, uh, you know, looked up like an ex's current partner, like, you know, stalking, I'm not going to use the word stalking here, researching, um, you know, someone like that. Has that ever been like a thing that I've ever done? So, well, technically it's not stalking because all the information is public. It is public. I'm not, uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, no, I have not. Okay. I will, I will, the other thing I'll say is like, there's certainly like levels to this, right? Like going on public <laughs> social media is certainly different than any of the stuff that they did. Um, Lindy. Okay. I mean, no, I think everyone, you know, you see someone pop up in a picture, you might click on their name and look at their profile, but I have not done more than that. Like I've never created fake accounts to try to get access to someone's private Instagram or anything. Okay. So like, like certainly not fake accounts, but I can't be the only one that's like clicked on a profile and then spent like the next hour, like going to an hour prove stuff. Maybe it was like a 45 minutes. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's much better. That's much better. There's no way I'm the only one that's like gone through people's stuff for, for like some time to to try and, you know, someone I hadn't seen in a long time or something like that. Just me? Okay. You guys just don't want to admit well, it. It's well, fine. There's a difference to like, uh, someone I haven't seen in a long time is very different from, oh, I like see that my ex is dating someone. I'm going to go and do exactly. into this. And this. Yeah. There's a difference between that and like, oh, I haven't seen this person in forever. Oh, they popped up on Facebook. I wonder what's going on with them. That's a very different sort of thing than obsessively researching your ex's new partner. Uh, this is very different. Uh, Thank you, Todd. Adam <laughs> changed the question once he yeah. answered it. Like, Anywho, uh, he's just changing the subject. Doesn't want to. Neither of you have even like. Okay, so neither of you have done that in any context. There, just me. Okay, it's fine. We were saying it's a different context. Well, I think there's more that would like fit into the category other than just like ex's current partner. I think there's like ex's previous partner, or even just like an ex. I think could like fall into the same category. Uh, man, I wish you guys could all see the looks that Lindy gives me throughout the podcast. <laughs> it would really, it would just add so much, I think. Look, um, I have some advice here. Unfollow your exes on social media. You'll be so much happier. Yeah, certainly. Okay. All right. I'll just pretend like I'm the only one that does that. Um, I'm not fine. saying it's easy. I'm saying like it's for the best. Oh, no, I certainly am advocating for not following them. But that doesn't mean like you don't accidentally click there. I still play Words with Friends with the Nexus mom, uh, so it's fine. Um, I mean, there's two parts to that. First not of all, you many still people, play Words with Friends. Not Second many people want to play Words with Friends with me, Lindy. <laughs> Second of all, it's with your ex's mom. People, oh, Adam. People don't like to play Words with Friends with me, and there's a very few amount of people that do. 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> what? I would play Words of Thrones with either of you two, but I'm pretty sure you wouldn't. I would. Okay, t- yeah, amazing. <laughs> I'd be so down. So now that you have like an extra person to play with, are you going to stop playing with your ex's mom? I've been playing for so long. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I haven't talked to my... Okay, anyway, this is really... <laughs> <laughs> you started this, okay? I hear... Yeah, well, yeah, okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> but I can finish it. Let's move Please. on. So... <laughs> Rebecca is saying she's like, I have no idea what Josh Chan has to offer someone like this. And, and Valencia is agreeing. And Heather is like, you both dated him. <laughs> and Rebecca's like, yeah, but we're mortals. And she's like a fairy angel. And I thought this was funny, but I did think like, I feel like when Rebecca met Valencia, she kind of had the same opinion she has of Anna. Like she thought she was so amazing and wonderful. So now that she's, maybe it's now that they're friends or now that like she's not dating Josh, but now she's calling a Valencia just a mere mortal. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too, because Rebecca is definitely doing to Anna what she did to Valencia. But now the big difference is Valencia's on board with it. And I mean, that's like the oddest thing about this whole sequence that Valencia is putting some other woman up on a pedestal because that's just so, so foreign to the Valencia that we've seen in the past. Uh, so it's kind of a really interesting thing to see Valencia suddenly like agreeing with Rebecca, not not saying, oh, she's not, but she's agreeing that uh, uh, Anna is this, this fairy princess that uh, is too good for Josh. That's kind of a really interesting uh, change. Yeah, and then they're talking about all these bad things about Josh and end up kind of transitioning into talking about good things about Josh and how they miss him. And it's just a whole loop-de-loop, according to Heather. I love it. You guys just did a whole, like a whole loop-de-loop there. It's such a great line read. Yeah, and because of that, they decide they need to investigate this. Like, why is Anna with Josh? <laughs> and then we get back to Scott in this episode. He's at his job, which, by the way... What is Scott's job? Like, I know he's working in this warehouse with, like, boxes. But, like, what what is that? It's maybe some sort of distribution center for some sort of, I don't know if it's, like, a product or, like, an overall, like, like Walmart distribution center type thing. But, yeah, he's, like, in charge of shipping because the, the lady who comes to talk to him talks about he's the talk of the shipping department. And so uh, he's in charge, uh, or works in this warehouse, a uh, boxing and shipping things out to other places is my uh, takeaway from all that. What is boxing up and shipping? Not a freaking clue, but that is kind of what I gathered. All right. Well, he is warming up for his performance and this woman is there and she, you know, asks him about it and says she's heard a lot about his barbershop quartet and she can't wait to hear the performance tonight. Yeah, she says she loves a perfectly hit seventh to uh, describe how much she loves close harmony singing. And I figured Adam would probably have something to say about all of that. I love a perfectly hit seventh. When she said that, I was like, oh, yes. Like, there is nothing sweeter than, like, this tight harmony that just grips you right into that seventh and then leads you back to tonic. Oh, my God, it's so good. I love it. I, in some way or another, either our like intro or outro is going to be some like barbershop something because it's like just has to be. Oh, it's going to be so good. All righty. Well, on that note, 
Oh, oh, oh. Move on to the next Lindy with the music transition. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so Rebecca and Valencia show up at Anna's salon. You know, they're trying to play it cool, but Anna walks out and she's on the phone, and they overhear her saying she's waiting on a shipment. You know, it seems like they think that's a little suspicious. And then someone walks out of the salon with this small bag of what looks like some sort of like white substance. (laughs) And Rebecca immediately is like, it's drugs. And they start kind of freaking out. And as Anna is like coming back to the store, Valencia tries to pretend talk and she's repeating peas and carrots over and over (laughs) Rebecca's like, what are you doing? Which you would think Rebecca would be more on board with as someone who, you know, enjoys putting on theater, right? Yeah, because Valencia even says that it's, it's, it's what you do to make pretend that you're talking. It's, I learned it never did my eighth grade church play. Don't be different. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Did you guys ever do the peas and carrots thing? I was I was did a uh, watermelon. I was that's what I was gonna say. Watermelon was the thing that we always did. Watermelon, watermelon. watermelon that was my go-to. Was watermelon, not peas. I've certainly heard peas and carrots, but I've always done watermelon. Lynn, do you have any idea what this is? Like you? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I know what this is. (laughs) Even if I didn't, I watched the episode and Valencia explained (laughs) it. Like, (laughs) but like, have you ever done like peas and carrots, watermelon for like the fake talking situation? I have not, but okay. maybe I should. Just fake talk on this podcast. Just <laughs> <laughs> we could watermelon, 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 peas and carrots. Yeah, and you know they go back to the car thinking that Anna is a drug dealer, which is a giant leap to make. I mean, but okay, that's what they're going with. And they're talking about Josh and how, you know, he's too trusting. He's not the smartest. Like, this is bad for him. They have some examples. I, I don't know if you wanted to talk about any of them. The, the one that made me laugh the most is like, his favorite animal is Antarctica. <laughs> Which, like, wow. That's that's quite a, quite a leap. Is that your favorite animal, Adam? Yes, I love Antarctica. Uh <laughs> top three animal for sure <laughs> out there with, with wallabies and tiger lions exactly ligers and wallabies yeah animal i mean adam is famously like an animal expert so he can famously totally make fun of josh for this right yes uh, to be clear i was not the one making fun of josh for any part of this <laughs> if he wants his favorite animal to be antarctica more power to him oh so you're on board with that you think that's fine sure oh my gosh <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember the other one's oh a uh ode to toilet gets its name because it's oh it's from the toilet. Uh that was the other example that I remembered. Um but before this, as they were I can't remember as they're walking up, like Rebecca made some comments and then uh Valencia's is like, What? And Rebecca started uh, explaining, got kind of frustrated, and Valencia's response is like, I'm not stupid, you just reference obscure things all the time. Now, someone whose main job on this podcast is to make obscure thing quizzes, I feel attacked by the venom in her voice as she said that. So I just had to, to say that real quick. If it helps, Todd, a lot of the time we feel attacked by the super obscure quizzes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> and my job here is done. So, you know, they're talking about Josh and how 
you know, this isn't going to be good. And they go in that loop-de-loop again. And they're like, oh my gosh, like, we need to tell him. We need to tell him about Anna. And that's when Rebecca starts the car. And she starts to drive forward. And it seems like she moves maybe two inches. I'm not, like, it. they're not going far at all. And they hit something. And Rebecca's like, is it your purse? And Lindsay's like, no, I wore, like, this, you know, small crossbody. Like, we're on the go. <laughs> That was so funny. And that's where Rebecca brought her high school Jansport backpack. I think those are both great bags. I gotta be honest. Um, But it's not one of their purses. Uh, They find out it's Gravy, the cat, Anna's cat. And they're obviously horrified. And I'm just like, how did this happen? Gravy was like on this little bed in the window. And I guess came outside in front of the car without them seeing they drive like two inches forward and somehow run over the cat but i guess that can happen i don't know yeah and apparently we learn like that they sever its tail as well we learn later that that's say what actually happened so poor gravy poor gravy honestly and anna runs out and she's obviously upset and she's like did you see who did this and it's like why does she not think it was them they're standing there in front of a car where the cat is. This was very confusing to me because the cat like didn't move and the car <laughs> didn't move. Right. So where would like, another car have come in and left in this situation? Like, there's and, no hit and run even on the table here. <laughs> like, And suddenly I see what Anna and Josh have in common. So suddenly this relationship <laughs> is making a lot more sense to me. Not the brightest bulb. But also in their minds, a high high scale drug dealer. So uh, <laughs> a lot going on there. Yeah, and Rebecca's trying to you know deflect and say uh, uh, it was a man, and Valencia's like, yeah, a man with one eye and you know a parrot right here, <laughs> and is like a pirate. <laughs> and Rebecca tries to play it off as like what, like a Johnny Depp impersonator or something, like yeah. I don't even, this episode is just, this podcast episode and this episode episode are just kind of funny. (laughs) Just all over the place. So Rebecca offers to drive Anna and the cat to the animal hospital. I guess that's her excuse for why their car was sitting there. Like, oh yeah, we were going to do that anyway. Um, And then we see them there and Valencia badly wants to leave. But Rebecca's saying like, no, we need to get proof of the drug dealings we can show Josh. And so she brings this form over for Anna to fill out. But she's like, you know, I'm going to read it to you. Like, I know you're really stressed right now. I'm just going to read it out loud. Rapid fire, rapid fire. Okay. Name, age, height, weight. (laughs) And like felonies. Just all these personal questions Rebecca's trying to get out of her, like without her thinking about it. But it's not working whatsoever. Um. And then someone from the hospital comes out and brings Anna the cat collar. And Anna's like, oh, thank you. Like, this is from my boyfriend. And she sits down and Rebecca and Valencia are like, oh, your boyfriend? (laughs) And Anna says, yeah, I mean, I haven't really called him that yet. But, you know, this just made me realize what's really important. And... This is where Rebecca and Valencia start kind of 
uh, trying to pry and find out some information. <laughs> Rebecca says, let's gab like girls. <laughs> and I think it's I, I think it's before this I didn't mention. They have come up with some fake names in order to I don't even know what the goal is there. They've come up I, I mean obviously because Josh probably mentioned them by name. So they had to think of something. And Valencia came up with for herself Allegra and for Rebecca Madge. <laughs> yeah, I love it because like Rebecca comes back with the form, and before she goes over, Lince is like, "Okay, so here we go." I told told her our names were Madge and Allegra. You're Madge, like what? Like oh, you're you're so it's so you. Madge is so you. It's just like yeah, I, I can see Rebecca being a Madge. That that fits. I gotta say, not great fake names. They're just too unique. I think you gotta go. You gotta go simpler. Yeah, I think I think we were saying very quickly that uh, Valencia is not used to this whole lying on the spot between the pirate lie and the Madge Allegra fake names. Uh, yeah, Valencia doesn't have the practice at this that Rebecca has, so she's floundering a little bit. That's why you got to let the master take the wheel, but uh, she panicked, I guess. So then we get Anna talking about Josh. You know, she says he's been really helpful. He's even, you know, gone to Mexico to get product for her. And I thought this was such a weird thing to say to people you don't know. Like, what are they going to think you're talking about? She doesn't say what the product is. Yeah. The only thing for me is, like, the flip side of that argument. Of, like, if she is, like, an international drug dealer, you think she's just going to tell, like... Madge and Allegra. Oh yeah, my boyfriend goes gets the product for me from my like this to me would be such a clear indication that like obviously she's not a drug dealer because drug dealers don't just tell you that they're drug dealers <laughs> right in front of you. That's like not a thing that happens. So uh yeah. It was weird phrasing, but also like that weird phrasing to me would make it so obvious that she's not a drug dealer. So yeah, it's the thing like it's phrased that way only so they can keep up the whole mm-hmm. sitcom Three's Company misunderstanding thing. I think that's probably my biggest one of my biggest problems with this episode is like the links they go to to set up this weird drug dealer thing. It's just so I don't well, know, strained. I think I think they the situation just never feels logical or real in any way. It's like it's there just to create this scenario and it doesn't doesn't flow as well. It's like they're trying too hard to set it up. I think that's one of my issues. But the even though there's lots of funny there's lots of funny bits in this episode. Lots of things that made me laugh a lot. But this plot itself I just don't care for. And I think it's just not executed with the usual deftness and wit and subtlety that the show can do at its best see and i think the like i will echo that 100 percent. and i think like the the biggest issue for me like on top of all of that is that valencia is so involved in this like we're led to believe this season even just like look at the theme song that rebecca is still in love with josh and like can't be held responsible for her actually she's gonna be crazy whatever okay fine like that's rebecca i get why she's involved with this to me it just like doesn't track why valencia is of the same opinion because I don't, I don't think that we're supposed to believe that Valencia still has feelings for Josh or still loves Josh. Um, like maybe there's some like residual feelings there, but like that to me is also a miss. This episode where like Valencia is so heavily involved in this, I don't really think she had to be to make the story work, and I think only makes it a little bit messier. I think it might be just obviously she has not 
you know, moved forward with anyone else yet. And now, and that might have been fine. But now that she sees, like, oh, Josh is moving on. He has this new girlfriend. Like, I haven't done that yet. Like, I can't. I think that maybe got in her head a little bit, you know, skipping ahead to the end. She, you know, is trying to find just some random guy to move move on with from Josh. And I, I think that might be it. Just that she hasn't officially moved on yet, sees him doing it, and then just gets caught up with Rebecca in that whole in that whole thing. So this is where Anna is starting to talk about Josh's past relationships. She says she feels bad for him. He's had some toxic relationships. Little does she know she is talking to the people from those relationships. And so she describes them. She says this one girl hounded him to propose. <laughs> of course, that was Valencia. And then she says, and this psycho quit her job and moved across the country to be with him, even though they hadn't seen each other in like 10 years. And Rebecca's trying to push back on that. Like, oh, maybe this is just like from the male gaze perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. In the beginning of that portion where it was like such a toxic relationship are those your words? Are those his words? Are those pr- they like go through and then like these yeah, uh, words, yeah. Uh, and like are those your words? Are those his words? Are those Elvis's words? Well? Like, it was really funny. I love yeah. those little bits. That's one of my favorite bits. I was I was gonna call that bit out too. Adam. So that good. cracked me up. Especially like Valencia getting in on those your words, his <laughs> words, or Elvis's words. Yeah, <laughs> like really funny. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Rebecca's like squeal of uh, when Valencia's like, "You did what? You like ah, maybe we should just you know do like one of those." I love her like high pitched squeal that she does when she's like trying to deflect the subject away from like her transgressions. It's really funny. Well, yeah, this is probably my favorite part of the scene where you know Rebecca is kind of pushed back about the whole moving across the country for him, and Anna's like, "No, like she sounds legit bonker balls." She told him she was pregnant with his baby and then two seconds later told him she wasn't pregnant with his baby and begged him to have period sex and Valencia's like excuse me what happened like the look on her face is like she's delighted by this she thinks it's so funny Uh. and that's when Rebecca's like let's not slut shame the lady she should be commended and then she starts singing the period sex song which is not fully featured on the show and Valencia's like just stop <laughs> my favorite bit is the fact that she's like Valencia like tells her to stop singing it's like she's obviously actually singing out loud the song it's like just stop it yeah I just loved Valencia's reaction there because like now that they're past like their being with Josh and their friends like she she hears about that and is like wait a second <laughs> tell me more um, and then Anna mentions, like, you know, Josh and I love my cat and, you know, I've got security footage. So we're going to figure out who ran over my cat if it's the last thing I do. <laughs> and obviously this news is upsetting for Rebecca and Valencia because if Anna looks at this footage, she's going to know exactly who ran over her cat. So they're wondering how they can get this footage. And <laughs> this is later on in the day. Valencia pulls out Anna's keys. Turns out she stole them. 
and you know she like left her purse open on the floor and the way valencia is describing it is so weird and rebecca's like we're gonna have to talk about this yeah we're gonna talk about consent because the whole the way that uh, is like she was practically begging for, begging for it with the, the purse open like that just taunting with the key sticking out really i'm the victim here <laughs> it's like yee, not good that was just a bit over the top for me but I guess this whole episode's a bit over the top. Just a tad. Just a scooch. So they have they have the keys to the salon. So they open the door and run in, but there's an alarm going off. And so they have to try to guess the alarm code. And at first, Rebecca's like, oh, oh no, I haven't like researched her enough to know. Uh, but then <laughs> she's trying all these numbers and like explaining them as she does. And she's like, okay, her birthday. No. All right. Gravy's birthday. No. Josh's birthday. Nope. Her parents' credit score. It's <laughs> just and the it, minimal amount of research that you do. You just you know all your you know your your friends' parents' credit scores, right? I mean, it's just like thing people know off the top of their head. The fact that, first of all, obviously, I thought this was really funny because it's like the fact that Rebecca would know that, and then also the fact that she thinks Anna would use that as her alarm <laughs> code, like. <laughs> And then uh, finally, uh, Valencia says to try her weight, which earlier they had asked her for the form and Anna had said she doesn't weigh herself. And Valencia just thought that was there's no way that was true because everyone does. And so Valencia says, try her weight, 115, but that's not it. And then Valencia's like, her goal weight, 113. And that's correct. And then Valencia says, I knew that bitch weighed herself. (laughs) She was so indignant. Valencia was just like, I knew it. <laughs> I feel like this is like the most Valencia thing in the entire yes. episode. Like the whole weighing yourself thing, both parts of it, is like the most Valencia Valencia is in the entire episode. Because before there was just like, you know, Madge put down 115 was her response for the form. It just cracked me up. I like the look on Rebecca's face. It's like she's slightly horrified, but like also impressed that Valencia figured this out. Just to even like go back a little bit, it's what you said earlier, Todd, of like how Valencia was at, at some points in the episode putting Anna up on this pedestal of like Anna's amazing and like a goddess, and then here she's just like, I knew that bitch weighed herself. Like it, it, this felt much more Valencia than like her propping up Anna, which yeah, well, was good. I like how we got there. Yeah, well, she propped her up until she knew she was a drug dealer, and that just knocked her off. Uh, of course, yeah. No, until no, she really... said, uh, <laughs> out on her. Yes. So then we go back to Scott. He is at the work event. You know, there's this crowd of people. This is taking place, you know, in the warehouse with the boxes. I guess they didn't spring for a different venue. It's an office party at the office. I have no, I have no <laughs> thoughts here. I mean, you know, I'm pro party wherever you want to throw it. Okay, we're we're this is a pro party podcast. Yes, you heard it here first. All right. <laughs> so Scott is looking around. Obviously, he's looking for Paula. You know, it seems like he's nervous. He's wearing his barbershop quartet outfit, <laughs> looking good, and he's talking to his coworker about his nerves. Yeah, and uh, the the coworker is like, "Oh well, a." Here's a secret how I relax. You know, I, I, 
I don't wear any underwear. And Scott's like, you mean you picture other people in their underwear? I'm like, no, why would I do that? That's just awkward. And I agree with that part of the sentiment. Not necessarily like the go around commando, a uh, you do you, I guess, but a, uh, the whole the whole thing like, oh yeah, to make yourself relax. You know, just picture the audience in their underwear. I'm like, no, no, thank you. I don't need to to picture the people half naked because that's not going to make me relax at all. So I've never quite understood that piece of advice. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't like picture people naked all the time or like in their underwear or whatever. But yeah, me neither. And I feel like doing so would not make me go, oh yeah, now now I feel comfortable. Now the people I'm getting in front of, they're all half naked. So now, now things are just going to be smooth sailing. That just I would Okay, so I would rather picture everyone else in their underwear than me not be wearing underwear. That is the, the only qualification I have here. Yeah, I just, uh, I feel like you could like, you know, just not do either of those things and have other ways to a, You could. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could. Uh, I I see. I think between the two, like neither one of them, I'm super big fan of. Uh, another one, I really think. I think my my big problem is, is like I don't see how either one of those is relaxing. So, which is supposed uh, to be the whole point of the exercise. Yeah, I think like it's the power dynamic, right? Of just like there, they can be silly out there, and you can like I don't know. I, I'm not saying I recommend it. Although in the era of you know online meetings and whatever, I am sure that I have attended meetings where other people are only wearing their underwear. <laughs> I'm sure it has happened. Yeah. More than likely. Not on this podcast. <laughs> yes, definitely not. On oh, my gosh. <laughs> Stop it. You, you knew it. It's interesting. You knew it. Was yeah, of course. It was like that, that low-hanging fruit. You yeah. Know, that... Lob that slow pitch to Adam. He's going to take Come on, Lindy. Come on. We've been doing this for how long now? <laughs> Oh, man. So Scott sees the woman from earlier and, uh, she, you know, she just like smiles at him from across the room. And Scott is saying to his fellow group member, you know, Paula had to do some law stuff, but she's going to be here. She's not here yet, but she's going to be here. And then we cut to Paula. She is still at her house. She is studying with Sunil and talking about amendments. I truly am not going to get into the details of that because we've already established that is not our area of expertise unless you want to talk about we it. We could, though. I mean, it, this is a very brief one. They were just talking about the 21st and the 18th Amendment, which was just prohibition and then ending prohibition. Um, so arguably, like, the stupidest thing this country is... No. Uh, arguably one of the dumb things... That, one of the many dumb things... <laughs> one of the really insane amount <laughs> of dumb things that this country has done... Uh, and then one of the smarter things that the country has done as well uh, to get rid of prohibition. So that was a real journey. See, this is why we don't <laughs> talk about law. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Again, I just will make the comment. Paula is like way too excited about amendments. Too than, excited? Than, Who like, are you anyone... to tell her she shouldn't be excited? It's too much, Lindy. No one should be that excited about their like potential job. I would never be that excited about my job. I've Wouldn't never you seen love time. to have passion like that. I mean, I certainly do have passion like that for things that are not my job. Well, oh, so you, are you passionate so because, about your job? Do you because like... you're not passionate about your job, no one else can be. 
Nope, that is not what I said. That is what you said. Uh, you said Paula's too passionate. It's not right. That's I said, what you Paula, said. yeah, Paula's certainly too passionate. Uh, you said she's too yeah. passionate about her job. What, what yeah. else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what and you said. It is what I said. Yeah. I'm not saying everyone else can't be passionate. Are you passionate about your job, Lindy? That's not what's on trial here. Oh, <laughs> oh. 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 okay. <laughs> When he's trying to pull the atom without realizing that I am Adam. <laughs> uh, I like the swing though. You like what? <laughs> Anywho, they're talking about prohibition. <laughs> That's uh, Adam's law corner. I told you I didn't want to talk about it, but okay. Where's the kitchen corner? Are we going to get that? I don't think we're going to get one. No. Oh, that's devastating. Uh, it's a good thing Melissa's not on here because she would have yeah. been very upset if we had. I could keep talking about the design of my kitchen. If that, we'll get. Well, maybe we'll get. Okay, that's we'll, a yeah. separate podcast. We did talk about coffee, so that kind of counts. Yeah, we did, and then you wouldn't tell us your coffee order. Exactly. Um, okay, I'm gonna put what I think your coffee order is in the description of this podcast when it's released, <laughs> and we'll just see what happens. Wow. Okay. Yeah, what if it's next there? totally wrong it I probably mean, will be because you won't tell us so exactly um in fact it would be quite shocking if it was actually correct you won't be correct i don't know <laughs> <laughs> anyway um yeah paula and sunil are studying uh you know paul sunil is trying to talk about like dinner and his wife who we learned had passed away like we knew that from basically the first time they met they talked about it but she is not really listening. She's kind of talking over him. She's talking about how, you know, she was obsessed with watching The Wire. She watched it all with Rebecca. It was so great. And and Sunil just keeps trying to talk about his wife. And then Paula just totally interrupts him. And she's like, what time is it? And she's like, I can still make it. I can make it. I can make it. And she rushes out the door to try to get to Scott's party. Yeah, during the whole wire conversation, you know, she's like, hey, uh, like Rebecca's Avon and I'm Rebecca's so Avon, I'm so Stringer Bell. And Sunil's like, never seen it. Like, oh, I'm so jealous of you getting to watch it all for the first time. Uh, but one thing that really jumped out at me in this is at one point, uh, Sunil kind of calls Paula out the fact that she's doing the thing that he always complains about Rebecca doing, like making it all about herself. He's like, kind of, and he doesn't like overtly say it that way. He's kind of like, oh yeah, well I did just kind of you know talk about my dead wife, and you kind of went off about Rebecca, you know, kind of like showing that yeah, when Paula kind of has the same tendencies that she gets mad about Rebecca having to a certain degree there. So uh, she talked about how selfish Rebecca is, but Paula has that uh, a bit herself. So yeah, for sure. And then we see so Scott and his group are singing. And they're pretty good. It seems like a nice performance. And that woman's in the audience smiling. And then we see Paula running in. She's like, I made it. I made it. She's rushing to the front of the crowd. And they stop singing. And she turns to the woman and is like, that was the end of the first song, right? And she's like, no, that was the encore. And Scott just looked so upset. This is such a bad look for Paula here, I think. Like, not only, like, coming in late, uh, you know, missing the the almost all of the performance, but then, like, squeezing through and, like, bumping through to the front and then, like, taking the lady's drink and, like, drinking it. Like, 
I don't know. If you're going to be like late to something, okay, like whatever. But like stay in the back. Like don't draw attention to yourself. Like be a good audience member. This is just such a bad look from Paula on all friends here. Yeah, and and she's not just like bumping through. She's like saying, "I'm here, I'm here, I'm here," very loudly as they yeah. are singing. Like Paula, no, I mean, come on, you can just like if nothing else. You can just kind of like no flip flip. That's got no. Oh no, I got. I was in the back. You didn't see me. I didn't want to cause a stir and distract from your even your lying through your teeth. But coming through and like like yelling up your lungs, I'm here, I'm here. As you're doing all this stuff, yeah, it's like I was cringing so much in that whole whole sequence because it's just like she's disrupting. It's not just that she's late; she's disrupting their performance. It's just like I said, it's not a good look. And she knows how, like, important it is to Scott. I think that's, like, what does it for me is, like, she's still causing this, like, trouble or whatever. And she knows how much it means to Scott, uh, which, like, sucks for Scott. And, you know, I I wanted Paula to, like, do better here. For sure. And we'll see her apologize later. But first we see Rebecca and Valencia inside the salon looking around. Rebecca finds the footage from earlier of the whole hitting the cat incident. And she deletes those files and immediately feels so relieved. And then she realizes that the computer could have uh, footage of illegal stuff that Anna's doing. Like, so we shouldn't leave yet. We should look for that. And... This is when Rebecca, same as Paula, brings up the wire, says, talks about how they were obsessed with it. And, you know, Valencia has not seen that either. (laughs) And then they see on the footage these envelopes of uh, what they think are drugs that Anna is handing out. (laughs) And then that's when Rebecca says, have you seen Breaking Bad? And Valencia kind of, it seems like she's saying like no and rebecca says how do you live your life valencia says i go outside i feel even more attacked by this sequence i feel so attacked by this sequence although rebecca just wants a that's fair you know i agree that's fair but as someone who is usually the one you haven't seen this you haven't seen this you haven't seen this i mean again like all three of us know each other through like a uh TV watching podcast community type thing. So yeah, I think I think we've all kind of been there at some point in time, probably. But yes, as TV Lindy, I am definitely <laughs> the Rebecca in this situation. Yeah, I mean I I have a lot of respect for people who like to spend time outside. I don't get it. Like it's <laughs> it's uncomfortable out there. It can sometimes be hot. It like freaking snowed today. I don't know. Inside's so comfortable. It's so nice and cozy in here. Um, I completely, <laughs> fully agree with you. I like exactly, exactly. You get it. See, allergies, allergies make it like are such a good excuse not to go outside. Yeah, the only reason to go outside is because there's another inside that you're trying to get to. Uh, other than that, there's just no need. <sighs> yeah, we're inside people. I think we we all. <laughs> all are the same in that way um so they're watching the video and anna starts putting that stuff from the bag like on the client's eyebrows and telling them you know to put it on and it turns out that all it is is it's to make your eyebrows grow more and that's when they realize that josh is not dating a drug dealer 
it just fell so flat for me. It was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was my entire reaction yeah okay yeah the, like I said the whole plot line it's just so dumb it's just so dumb and not not like a funny dumb either just and dumb. it ended in like a whimper too it was like there's no ramifications here that we see of like breaking in or of running over the cat or of uh, illegally entering or of deleting security footage or of or uh, i mean like so you know like there was nothing that like ended this storyline other than like oh she's not a drug dealer okay yeah That's it was it. also like, easy <laughs> like, like there's they nothing more delete there. the files i was like oh like i didn't think they would be able to do that <laughs> Yeah, it's been I, it's been a while since I've seen this episode. Uh, I guess, and I like for some reason in my mind, I was like expecting Josh to come in and like walk through the door. I don't know. Maybe that was just like my expectation the first time I saw. It. I thought it was like going somewhere. Like I thought the scene was going to be like, oh, we found out that like they're, you know, whatever, and we just never did. So, I guess we can kind of skip a scene ahead just to close this whole salon loop. It's like Rebecca and Valencia both look really sad. And then they see footage of Josh on the camera, like bringing Anna flowers and Rebecca can read his lips. So she knows that he's telling her like, he's never felt this way about anyone else ever, never, ever (laughs) just going on and on about how, you know, this relationship is different from theirs, which obviously is upsetting to them. Uh, and I, you know, like I said it before, I'm actually fine with that from like Josh's perspective. All that we saw of his relationship with Valencia was incredibly toxic and all of his relationship with Rebecca was terrible start to finish in so many ways. And so, you know, Josh has found someone that makes him happy. Uh, she seems successful. She owns her own business. She's like running with, you know, uh, celebrities. Great. Good for Josh. Uh, and also the other thing I have to say, there was a very funny line with the bouquet of flowers. Valencia was like, he only got me like these cheap store-bought or whatever flowers. And all I gave him in return was my virginity. <laughs> I was like, that's a very funny line. <laughs> the way she said it, like just so matter of factly, uh, was really good, but good for Josh here for finding a girl, uh, that doesn't make him feel terrible. Yeah. That line from Valencia was really funny, but I didn't see it as like, oh, Josh did something wrong by saying that. Not at all. It's just that. I think the scene is like them hearing that is obviously upsetting. Like you don't want to have to hear that. Obviously they shouldn't be seeing that because they broke into her salon and are looking at the security footage. Like they should not have ever seen that. Um, So yeah, Josh didn't do anything wrong or anything. Uh, But you know, Paula did kind of do something wrong. Obviously this was so important to Scott You know, she's telling him that she's sorry, but he says, like, you're not sorry. And Paula says the last note was beautiful. Ooh, (laughs) that's all she heard. And Scott says she doesn't care how much this means to him. Like, she's saying, I got caught up in a law thing. Like, I should have set an alarm. And it's like, yeah, Paula, you should have set an alarm. Like, how easy is that? (laughs) If you were planning to go, I just think. Again, it's like the whole sitcom setup of the the Anna storyline with Rebecca and Valencia. I think it's kind of the same here where it's like she didn't make a conscious choice not to go. It's just that she was studying and like lost track of time. It just seems so convenient like for 
for this to happen so that Scott, you know, is upset with her. I, I mean, do you feel the same way or? I described a little bit of it to the Paula Sunil relationship and the, like them studying together. They were obviously like very distracted. Paul's bringing up like these random amendments and Sunil's like talking about his wife. Um, I don't, the, the, the way that I'm led to believe is that like Paula just like didn't make it a priority here um, and just like forgot about it which like sucks on that end of it, but it like tracks, I think a little bit, at least with what we've seen previously about her putting like her, you know, profession, her, you know, her, her law school in front of other things. Like even in front of Rebecca, that was like a whole giant storyline we've seen previously. So like it, it tracks for me that like, that is what's taking up her mental headspace as opposed to being very on the nose of like, okay, I have to be here exactly when, you know, et cetera. Yeah, I think, I think I'm kind of I I see what you're saying, Lindy, and I agree to a certain extent. I feel like the the setup for it I feel was a little contrived for how it all comes about. But I also agree that a uh, Paula getting so caught up in whatever it is that she's obsessed with, kind of like Rebecca does, is very on brand for her. And we've seen like we've seen Scott bend over backwards to do everything he can to make her dream come true uh and we've seen her kind of a uh get like obsessed with things before so i i definitely think that is kind of in character but i think that the overall situation i think it could have been uh handled better in the writing to not feel as contrived as it does so it's like a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I think the annoying part for me was that it wasn't so much as like gay paula had a commitment to to law school or like to a to a test or whatever that she like had to be studying for and like that's why she couldn't make it or go it just seemed to be sort of like this general they're talking about law um which is like fine you know whatever study in whatever pace you need to talk about your class whatever it notes but it wasn't like there was this conscious choice of like okay i i have to be doing this and i can't go to this um it was just more of like that wasn't top of her mind which, like you said, Todd, was unfortunate because we have seen Scott like go well above and beyond here to like make it happen for Paula. So it was it was really unfortunate to like not see that go the other way. So I do feel really bad for Scott in this situation, absolutely. But there is part of this episode where I'm like, Scott, come on, because several times he mentions that there has been laundry piling up in their house because Paula's been so busy with law school, and he even says like, and. I don't know how to do it. So, okay, then learn. <laughs> like, are you serious? Like, you're, it seems like he's brought it up. So it's like, oh no, the laundry's piling up and he's not going to just learn how to throw it in there with some detergent. Like, I was like, okay, Scott. <laughs> well, we saw what happened. He tried to cook. So maybe he's scared. He's yeah. going to like, like if he tries to do laundry, the house will explode or something. He might be justify justifiably scared about that. But no, that, that is a, that is a good point. That uh, yeah, he has been over backwards in some ways, but he's still Scott in some ways. So yeah, I mean he's not like Mister Perfect. That's not where I'm like coming around here. Um, yeah, at least he wasn't like very clearly complaining about it to Paula or like like telling her to do it like that was never the vibe i was getting uh he mentioned it. i think the other place he mentioned it was to his co-worker is that is that what i'm thinking of um yeah. i forget what the actual context there was but um you know at least he wasn't naked but yeah tough scene uh tough episode for paul and scott 
Yeah, he's he goes on and is saying, you know, I've been so supportive of your law school, but you've been so distracted lately. I feel left out. And I was great out there. Like, it went so well. And he says, Tanya bought six CDs. And that's, I think I've been calling her just a woman because we didn't know her name. But I think that's the first time we hear that this woman's name is Tanya. Um, and Paula is saying, like, this is my fault. I'm so sorry. And Scott just says, I feel bad right now. And, yeah, I think that's totally fair. I think this is all on Paula for missing this. Like, he clearly told her about it. She didn't have any solid commitments. She should have been there. So, yeah, this is on her. So, I do have a quick question about Tanya. Um, is Tanya the one that Scott almost hooked up with like he because a while back you know last season whenever paula confessed to him that she almost got with the preferred guy he confessed there was someone at work that he almost did something with and i'm wondering was that tanya because tanya has been very very into like it was like so over the top during his performance they just kept cutting to her like smiling and waving at him and she's just so solicitous of him this whole time i just I feel like it probably because I know he said the name of the person at that point in time. I just don't remember if that was actually her or not. Um, but I have no idea. I don't think so, but I could have just totally missed it. Yeah. So anyway, and also whenever he says the thing about her buying the CDs to send over to the care factors of the troops, Paula makes a joke like, "Does she not care about the troops?" And then his face, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Wrong time to joke. Wrong time to joke. No, she's trying to defuse the situation. It's not time to try to defuse the situation. not a joke that's like making fun of his barbershop quartet. That's not the thing to do right now when you didn't show up at the, the show, Paula. Just like she's making bad choices throughout this episode. Yeah, we're nearing the end of the episode. We only have a few more scenes. So we see at home base, uh, Heather is there she's telling rebecca and valencia like i told you curiosity kills the cat and rebecca says you were right we shouldn't have gone down the rabbit hole and valencia's like he never loved us we should move on and she looks at all these guys around the bar and is like oh not that one because of this not that one that guy will do <laughs> like she's clearly only looking for someone just to just to get this over with kind of and and um rebecca is sad that valencia is ditching her and she's like i've been saving friday night lights for someone special and i fair point rebecca like that's a great show you gotta you gotta be careful who you watch that one with and i was wondering like are you guys saving any shows for someone special what a question <laughs> hmm I would have to have enough willpower to not watch a show that I wanted to watch to save it for anyone special, I guess. Um. There are, there are certainly shows that I'm like, not, I'm never going to watch unless I have like a reason to watch them. Um, and that reason could certainly be another person. So I don't know if that like counts as saving a show. I don't think so, because it sounds like Rebecca really wants to watch it, and she should. Have you mm -hmm. guys seen Friday Night Lights? Yes. I knew Todd would. <laughs> Adam, I have, I no. I have not, no. You should. I also have not seen The Wire. I really, I'm like, oh. I'm like a fake TV fan. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, even though I feel like I watch more TV than anyone else I know uh, in real life. Uh, First real life. I was going to say, me not and Todd are sitting right here. Yeah, I know you guys <laughs> both have me beat by like a mile here. Um, I mean, I would watch Friday Night Lights probably in, at some point when someone podcasts about it. Uh, Gilmore Girls, I feel like, is the same way. Um, I would probably watch that if, the, if there was like a reason to. So are we going to do a Friday Night Lights podcast is what you're saying. <laughs> Oh, I didn't say it. Uh... Oh, boy, we'd have we'd have to go over like the second season storyline. <laughs> oh, think of how fun that would be, Todd. Oh yeah, we could rip that to shreds. But the writer's strike did that show dirty. Is all I will say about season two. The writer's strike was a bad, bad thing for Friday Night Lights. Uh, yeah. Are you saving a show, Lindy? I don't think so. I think. Yeah, kind of like Todd. Like, I don't really have the willpower to not watch a show that I really want to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the closest I will do is like, so my dad will only watch TV shows whenever I go to visit. Like, the rest of the time, his TV is off. He just reads. He's retired. He just reads all day. Like, he reads like a book a day. All he does, he oh wakes up, God. gets on his iPad, reads all day. And then whenever I come to visit for the holidays or vacation or something, he's like, so what shows are we watching? And so then I will occasionally have like, okay, I can, like a show will come out. Like, okay, I can't watch a show yet. Cause this is one of the few shows that dad and I will agree on. And so then I will hold off on watching a show. Cause I try to watch a show with them that I've watched before. He's always like, have you watched this before? I'm like, yeah, well, we don't need to watch that. I'm like, but there's nothing else we can watch together. So that's the closest I come to saving a show for, for someone uh, just like, Knowing, okay, dad, dad is going to want to watch this, and so this is this is the thing that we can agree on. That's such a sweet story, Todd. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, what what was the latest show you you saved to watch with him? Uh, Foundation. Okay, that's on my list. Yeah, yeah. I, my dad and I like are I have a shared in like sci-fi. My, my dad's the reason I got into sci-fi. You know, that's like one of our uh, common interests. And so a uh, foundation was like a, a show that was very much like, okay, this would be on his wavelength type thing. So. Awesome. Yes. The list is so long of shows. I still need to watch. I don't even know that one. <laughs> it's Apple. Apple Plus TV. It's a great gotcha. show. Lindy's list of watch shows is significantly longer than mine, and her list of unwatched shows is also longer than mine somehow. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, it's like the more I watch, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much more to do. Mm-hmm. Can't explain Too much it. content. Too much content out there. There really is. And for everyone listening, we appreciate you listening to our content when there's so much podcasting content out there. Yes, we are very, very appreciative, especially since uh, apparently we possibly have uh, some new listeners. Our numbers kind of spiked recently. So if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're somehow new to the show here at season two, episode seven. Um, I, yeah, I mean, welcome. We we are so glad to have you here. Um, we really love you. Um, luckily, I do think the one the one benefit that we have going for us here, Craziest Girlfriend is a, is a great show. That's very underrated, I think. We, this is a very meta conversation about the, the show as a whole and not the episode, but that's okay. Um, I think it's a very underrated show that I think more people need to watch. So, uh, you know, if this makes more people watch the show, all the better. I think we have gotten some people to watch it, so I'm thrilled about that. All right, we are almost done with this episode. Let's go through the rest. So uh, Paul and Scott are at their house. 
and Scott is leaving to get a drink with his coworker Hank. He says he needs some time to cool off. And once he leaves, Paula tries to call Sunil, but he's busy with his kids, so he can't talk right now. And so she is sitting down, looking really sad, looking at Rebecca's contact info in her phone. And then we see Rebecca doing the exact same thing, really sad, alone, looking at Paula's contact info. And then we get the next song in this episode, which is super late in the episode. And this is called You Go First. So, Adam, you go first. What are your thoughts? Uh, I I really liked this song. Uh, you know, like big hair metal kind of like tribute here. I really enjoyed it. I thought there was like some really good lines there. It was very catchy. It, like it got me into the song uh, like really quickly, and then it like kept me through the end. I also very much love when they end the episode on a song. We've had like plenty more episodes that start kind of with songs early in the episode, and then like never have songs later on. I kind of liked the ending on a song gear uh, with this episode. I think that it like perfectly encapsulated their feelings without like having to do another scene of like more people telling them to make up and more people telling them to talk to each other. We got to like see that in the song and then end the episode. So I was a big fan of this. Yeah, I like this song a lot too. Uh, it's like Adam said, it's really, really catchy. Like their uh, voices are are great through it all i love like the transition to the the hair metal looks they're very very much heart from the 80s 90s and music video going on it's kind of like the music of my childhood in a lot of ways so it really like resonated with me as one of the examples of them doing a style uh style parody and just nailing it has some great lines really funny really catchy it's been stuck in my head yeah i'm a big fan of that you go first I totally agree. I think we all have the same feeling. I think this is a really great song. Really enjoy it. Um, you were a lot lower on the first song in this episode, so I actually like the first one more, but I still think this one is great. So, And then we just have one more scene. It's the ending scene. It is Anna at her salon. Uh, she plucks someone's eyebrow a single time, and then she's like, that'll be $300. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I liked this. I love the implication that it's like one eyebrow day for three hundred dollars a day. It's like incredibly expensive, but and she has such a long waiting list too. So, and I like the the woman sitting next to her was just like nodding, like "Yep, that's it looks good." Like that was the I really liked it. Good ending scene. And that's our episode. That's the episode. That is season two, episode seven of Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Some stuff we liked, some stuff we didn't like, um, but. It was always, of course, very fun to talk about it with both of you, but we're not done here today. We still have a few things to do, and the first of which is to go into Todd's Game Corner. Todd's Game Corner. Todd's In Todd's Game Corner. Last week, in the corner, we had our guest, Melissa. Melissa, the great. I love the her. She's great, uh, <laughs> the spectacular Melissa Woodward came on and joined Team Lindy 
um, to bring the score ever so uh, slightly closer back to even. We are on the seventh quiz right now. The score right now, I believe, is four to two. Yep. That's where we're at. Um, there are 13 episodes in season two. Um, and the score is currently four to two. So let's see what happens today. Todd, what do you have for us? Okay. Well, I want to say, first of all, I was really tempted for a couple different ideas. I just couldn't get them to come together in the time that I had. I really wanted to do the, the cats are haunted made me really want to do like a horror movie cat based uh, one, but just didn't have time. It's my worst nightmare. Uh, so what does <laughs> that even mean? Oh, they're, there are plenty of horror movies that are cat themed or have like some sort of a, uh, my, my favorite one that I wanted to do was like, it's called uninvited where it's like a mutated cat that whenever it gets upset, it opens its mouth and a smaller, uglier cat jumps out of its mouth and then goes and kills people. It's one of the most bizarre things you'll ever see. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I thought about that. But again, I couldn't get to come together. The other thing is just wanted to just like a random, like obscure reference quiz since the obscure reference line got thrown out there. But again, I just didn't have time to point thing together like that. So the thing that that jumped out at me was the the fake quiz that Rebecca said that she was taking to find out what hair, what Tom Hanks movie her hairstyle was. So today's is going to be a nice uh, word scramble of Tom Hanks films. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Interesting. As, as always, a, uh, I will a, uh, say what the word scramble is, put the in the chat so you guys can look at it. I will start giving you clues as we go along to try and help you out a little bit. And uh, first one to, to shout out the answer gets the point. And we will have four questions. If you're tied up to four questions, we'll go to a sudden death uh word scramble all right okay uh lindy how are you feeling about tom uh hanks movies here i'm so scared right now <laughs> okay. how are you feeling not great not okay. great uh okay all right so <sighs> word scrambles are always very stressful they uh, are in real time <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, todd's got a good <laughs> evil laugh evil. Oh. thank you thank you uh, so word scrambles are also the ones that I've never, I cannot come up with a great idea for anything else. It's like the easiest thing to just like kind of settle on at the last. Well, don't time. tell so, people that. <laughs> <laughs> Todd worked hard on this for a long time. I worked hard trying to come up with a uh, other things. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. Here is the first one. The first one is anniversary that pig. That's so big. Anniversary that pig. So this is uh, definitely a, a very serious role for Mr. Hanks. It's not one of his comedies. It is one that was nominated for quite a few awards. It is one that has a, uh, it's a period piece set during a... Uh, Saving War Private II. Ryan. Saving Private Ryan is indeed the first one. <sighs> So, I had to, I had to place that V. That V was throwing <laughs> me for so long there. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now, did you know that was a movie or did you just unscramble some words? And you I mean, I've, it out? I've seen the movie. I have seen the movie. Um, yeah. I, I, but like I said, I'm trying to place that V. That's the, you got to get the weird letters out of there. All Ooh. right. Okay. So, so one to zero. You have four one, of these, right? One like to zero. Yeah. Okay. So, next one Fancy Chaotic Emu. Fancy okay. Chaotic Emu. 
So this one is actually based on a true story. Uh, it's also a period piece. It uh, has uh, Hanks as, I believe, a uh, some sort of a uh, lawman trying to hunt someone down. It's uh, not quite a full drama. It's got a little bit of dramedy, has some comedic aspects. Uh, his co-star in it is a pretty big name. Uh, you might know him from films such as Titanic. Uh, Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio is the co-star in this film. And if me telling you that it's a film where Tom Hanks is hunting down Leonardo DiCaprio does not tell you what this movie is. Oh, uh... <laughs> and the Adam time that I know the movie, but I don't know what it's called. A face oh, going no, on right now. It's um, it's <laughs> uh, uh, catch me if you can. Catch me if you can is the name. Oh, of what? No. I had that for like 20 seconds and oh. I just could not get it out. Okay. Alrighty. These are so stressful in the moment. <laughs> oh Alright, so we now have Adam up uh, two to zero. So the next one is Pinata Chip Spill. Pinata Chip Spill. So Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips is indeed. Oh my goodness! I've never so, even heard of that one. I am uh, the captain. I'm the now. captain now. <laughs> if, I don't know if you've heard a, uh, that. That's like the the most famous thing from the film is a uh, the Somali pirates taking over the ship and the guy telling, "I'm the captain now." That's like the the most famous Whew. thing from it. So, um, and Can we do that, the next one. Yeah, we'll go ahead and do the next one. Uh, so. Our, our last one here is going to be Vindicated Echo. Vindicated Echo. And there's another one of those pesky Vs here. The Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci Code. Yes, it is indeed <laughs> the Da Vinci Code. So, And with that, Adam has a clean sweep Ooh. of this week's Word Scramble. So. Uh, I'm not even like... I mean, I am like a Tom Hanks fan, but I'm certainly not like a... A movie buff by any means um wow the word scribbles i feel like are always uh they're just so stressful in the <laughs> in the moment um i gotta be honest i wasn't very stressed because i really thought i had no chance i <laughs> i just don't know movies man wow uh i certainly did not expect that to be as one-sided as it was um but here we are. Uh, five to two uh, as the overall score here. Um, what was the tiebreaker, Todd? Okay, the tiebreaker. Let me pull it back up. Mr. Put Gophers. Oh, that's Forrest Gump? That's Forrest Gump, yes. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. That's the one I knew. <laughs> Waiting for Forrest Gump. <laughs> Honestly, that's the first thing I thought of for every single one. I was like, is this Forrest Gump? And then I realized it wasn't. And I was like, well, I don't know. I was waiting for the castaway to be in there. I, yeah. See, I almost said castaway, but it was so obvious. Like all the anagrams for it were just so obvious. It's just like a mm -hmm. short, short title. Um, yeah, because I, I tried, I tried a few different ones, and these are the ones where I felt there was like enough uh, difference between the actual name and the things it came up with, and also I found the things it came up with uh, amusing to me. So, yeah. 
Yeah, pinata chip spill is very good. Um, <laughs> it's just fancy chaotic. Fancy emu. chaotic emu. Because <laughs> I went back and forth on catching if you can. Like I don't know about that one. Then as soon as I saw fancy chaotic emu, like no, that one's going in. I don't care what fancy chaotic emu is going in. Um. Okay. Well, that's the game. We're at five to two. It takes seven uh to clinch the win here in season two. Uh. So you know we gotta we gotta keep up the effort. I know everyone. Every single person who was listening to this is rooting for you, Lindy. Um, so uh, here we are. Uh, I feel bad two. for letting them down. Uh, <laughs> you're, are you certainly not letting anyone down? Uh, I do think this like will probably cement you as the person who gets picked for every uh, guest coming forward. Um, so there's a win, but you, you, you can certainly take that win there. Um, but we're not done here with the episode today. Uh, we still have one final thing to do, and it's to give some pretzels to the two songs. Uh, that we had this episode, the first of which is Research Me Obsessively. Lindy, you said you were very high on it. Where did you come down here? I love this song, and I'm giving it a five. Wow. Yeah, five out of five. Love it. I am sh- I am shocked right They're now. They're shocked right now <laughs> on their faces. Okay, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I, have this, <laughs> I have this at a two. Uh, and I liked it. I thought it was like pretty good. Um, but I only had it in a two because I just don't think it was like that much better than the other stuff I've been giving like twos to. Um, wow, I can't, I still can, I'm reeling from that five. Todd, where did you come down here? Uh, yeah, like I said, it's fine, it's not great, it's not awful. I'm gonna give it like a 2.9, I think, is where, where I'm landing with it. Um, I'd have to go through and check some numbers, but that might be the only time that Lindy has given a song a five that neither of us have also given it a five. Um, I'd be curious to know. The second song here is You Go First. I had this one at a 4.1. So just over four. I did enjoy this song. I thought it was a really good end to the episode. Uh, Todd, what about you? Yeah, I like the song a lot. It's not quite a... uh... You know, 5.0 range for me, but I like it quite a bit. I think I'm kind of looking at my other scores. I think it's going to range in maybe like the 4.5. Yeah, I think the nostalgia gives it a little bit of, of a bump. Also, the line that I really like, the bit I really like the song didn't mention before, is never they're singing at each other and they, uh, they're like, sometimes you can be, and Paula calls her, a, uh, you know, like self-involved and Rebecca calls Paula passive aggressive. I just like that little, that little exchange there where they like are calling each other for their, their foibles. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, 4.5 is where I'm landing with it. Wow. Very high. Lindy, what about you? Yeah. I also really like this song and I'm going to give it a four out of five. A four out of five. Uh, okay. Amazing. Those are the two songs of the episode. Um, you go first, actually, uh, you know, finding itself, uh, decently high on the leaderboard, actually, I think it'll be a little bit surprising to me, uh, to see that there. But, uh, one final thing that we have to do here today is tell everyone who made us truly happy. Lindy, we'll start with you. Who made you truly happy this episode? This one was pretty clear to me. <laughs> I don't think there were, I wasn't considering very many options. This one for me was clearly Heather. I thought everything she said was funny. She was trying to help her friends not go down this rabbit hole of looking into their ex's new girlfriends and just said everything in such a funny way. So Heather made me truly happy. Yeah. Amazing. Todd, what about you? 
I'm on the same page. It's it's Heather, without a doubt. Heather, who a, uh, was calling them out on their crap, as Heathers want to do. Heather sticking to the promise she made to Rebecca when they first moved in together that there would be no shenanigans for where Heather's concerned. So while Valencia and Rebecca are going up in shenanigans, Heather was not. Uh, yeah, uh, Heather is definitely the one who made me truly happy in this episode that did not make me truly happy for the most part. Uh, yep, it's a clean sweep for Heather. Uh, for me, I was toying with the idea of giving it to Josh. I had like considered it. I was briefly. expecting it. I was I was expecting it. You were pretty high on Josh earlier on in the episode, and I was like, I would not be surprised if this is the point where Josh finally got his first truly happy. If Josh, to be honest with you, if I'm the person that gives Josh's true first truly happy point, that is such a problem. Um, for a lot of reasons, but I was thinking about it. Uh, I wanted a little bit more of him because he was basically absent after that first coffee scene. So we saw like the implications of him, but we didn't actually see him. So I too, am going to give it to Heather. Uh, and that is the episode season two, episode seven, uh, of one describable podcast, Heather notably here flying up the rankings, still in second, but now a very tight second. And has blown everyone else away here besides Greg, who is gone. So yeah, yeah, she's one point behind Greg now. So pretty sure Heather's going to take the lead. Pretty sure Heather's going to take the, the lead here pretty soon. Yeah, not uh, still plenty, plenty of episodes left, but Heather's looking pretty good for that number one spot. Um, but that's all from us here uh, for season two, episode seven of One Describable Podcast. Lindy, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at TVLindy, T-V-L-I-N-D-Y, and at our podcast Twitter, 1CXG Podcast. That's O-N-E-C-X-G Podcast. Amazing. Todd, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian was too many characters. And outside of that right now, the place you can always find me is the Poster Recaps uh, Patron Discord where I hang out with Adam and Lindy and Melissa and Austin and Tommy and Jess, all of our form, most of our former guests. And we talk about uh, TV shows and movies and play games and just do all sorts of fun stuff. And it's a great community and you should come join us. Would highly recommend coming to hang out with us there. We uh, were very pro inside. We're I wouldn't. I'm not going to say we're very cool, but we are very accessible, which I think is a huge uh, pull to a lot of people. Uh, I am Adam H. You can find me on Twitter, Piano Man Adam One. Uh, you can also find me in some various things on twitch.tv slash GM Philly. Uh, the other fun place you can find me, I was on the Shit 90s Show's Toppy podcast with Jess Sterling and Sarah Ferguson. I talked about it a little bit last week, but I was talking about Dawson's Creek on there. Um, and it was a ton of fun. We had a, a really good time there talking about Dawson's Creek. So um, if that is something you're interested in, check us out there. But the most important place that you can find me is right here where next week, we will be back talking about Season 2, Episode 8 of Crazy Ape Girlfriend. And until then, bye.